Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all, and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight, the hope that more American hostages will be released as the pause in fighting in Gaza is extended for two more days. And the breaking news, 11 more hostages are home. What we're learning about the women and children just released. Here are tonight's headlines. Families reunited as dozens of hostages come home. Our interview with the family of the American girl who turned four in captivity. It's like a dream come true because we were in a nightmare. And in the West Bank, crowds of Palestinians gather to greet released prisoners. The suspect in the shooting of three college students of Palestinian descent pleads not guilty as we learn more about the victim's injuries. It's a real tragedy for the nation, not just for these boys. A major recall to tell you about the seatbelt issue forcing Honda to recall hundreds of thousands of vehicles. What drivers need to know? How busy is Cyber Monday for Amazon? It's like our Super Bowl. We practice for it for months in advance. We're at an Amazon R&D facility. We're going to show you what the future of shopping looks like. Wait a second. With that AI mark, that might really be something. And the fight against breast cancer, how artificial intelligence could help. AI may have saved this woman's life. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with big news out of the Middle East. Israel and Hamas have agreed to extend their pause in fighting for two more days. Now, the deal is expected to follow the same conditions as the original temporary ceasefire. Three Palestinian prisoners released for every Israeli hostage freed. Now, these are the faces of the 69 hostages, all kidnapped during the Hamas terror attacks on October 7th. And they have been freed. 50 of the hostages were released under this deal that the U.S. helped broker, and 30 of them are children. Now, on Sunday, the hostage for prisoner exchange included the freeing of the youngest American captive, 
four-year-old Abigail Moradan. The agreement has also freed 150 Palestinian prisoners. And in Israel today, we saw Elon Musk touring Kibbutz Kafarzah, visiting the house where Abigail was kidnapped and her parents were murdered in front of her. The trip comes after the billionaire faced international backlash for endorsing an anti-Semitic post. Musk was scolded by Israel's president over the content on his social media platform X. Now, there's a lot to get to tonight, and CBS's Holly Williams will start us off from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Holly. Good evening, Nora. The temporary ceasefire was due to end tomorrow morning at 7 local time. But tonight, Hamas confirmed to CBS News that it's committed to releasing 20 more hostages in return for a two-day extension of the ceasefire. As this evening, another group of captives has been freed. Another 11 hostages were released by Hamas tonight, including eight children. The youngest, a pair of twins, just three years old. In Israel, there's more joy and more relief. It follows the release last night of Abigail Moore Idan, a dual US-Israeli citizen who turned four while held captive. Her parents were killed in the October 7th attacks. She ran to a neighbour's house only to be kidnapped by the militants. What's it been like for your family to have her come home? Wow. <laughs> it's like a dream come true because we were in a nightmare. Ella Moore is Abigail's aunt. Does she know that she's lost her parents? I don't know. I don't know. It's so much for a four-year-old. It's so much. Yeah, so something I can't answer. The temporary ceasefire has held since Friday, allowing people in Gaza to take stock of the devastation wreaked by Israeli airstrikes and fighting, and hundreds of trucks to deliver aid, including desperately needed fuel. Israel so far held up its end of the hostage deal, releasing over 100 Palestinian prisoners, many of them teenagers. There were celebrations on the streets of the West Bank to welcome them home, where some waved the green flag of Hamas. One of those freed was Norhan Awad, who was just 16 when she was arrested in 2015 for the attempted stabbing of an Israeli man. I can't describe my joy, she said. Yesterday I was in prison and today I'm in my home with my family. Here in Israel, families have also reunited. Hagar Brodets and her three children thought their father Avahai had been killed by the militants until they were released. And Mayan Zin finally has her daughters, Ella and Daphna, back in her arms. But for Iris Weinstein Huggy, so far there's been no good news. Her 70-year-old mother, Judy, is believed to be one of the American hostages, a former English teacher originally from New York. The hostages that, that were released didn't see her, didn't hear about her, um, no information still about her. You know, I don't have any proof of life from my mom, nothing. The releases over the last four days have been bittersweet for many hostage families, including some in which a mother and her children have been released, but the father is believed to remain in captivity. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you so much. 
Well, the White House is welcoming the extension of this ceasefire, and it is a deal that the president actually helped broker. But there are new questions tonight about when the remaining Americans will be released. And that's one of the reasons Secretary of State Antony Blinken will travel to the Middle East. We have just learned that America's top diplomat will visit Israel, the West Bank, and the United Arab Emirates later this week. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. Tonight, the White House is applauding the deal to extend the pause in fighting in Gaza for two days. Senior officials spoke to the Qatari prime minister, who's a lead in the negotiations, four times today, hoping to prolong the ceasefire, get additional hostages out, and let humanitarian aid in. Another two days, I mean, my goodness, that gives you the chance for dozens more trucks and tens of thousands of more gallons of fuel that can get into Gaza to people in need. The administration is closely tracking the fate of what it believes are eight or nine Americans still being held hostage in Gaza. The president spoke with the family of the youngest known U.S. captive, four-year-old Abigail Moore Idan, who was released late Sunday. She's now safely in Israel, and we continue to press and expect for additional Americans will be released as well. Meanwhile, American forces in the region remain on heightened alert for more attacks by Iranian-backed militant groups. The most recent came Sunday, when missiles fired from the Houthi-controlled territory inside Yemen landed in the Gulf of Aden near the USS Mason, part of the Eisenhower strike group now in the region. The Mason had been responding to distress calls from an Israeli-owned tanker that had been briefly seized by five Somali pirates. The Iranian-backed Houthi rebels have seized other vessels in the Red Sea, including an Israeli-linked cargo ship. U.S. officials today didn't rule out striking back. We've responded uh, forcefully against the threats to our forces in Iraq and Syria, and now uh, our forces in the uh, Gulf region, uh, the Gulf of Oman, Gulf of Aden. Is striking in Yemen still an option? We will take the steps appropriate to protect our troops and, uh, and our forces uh, in the Middle East region. And while U.S. naval ships face threats in the waters of the Middle East, a defense official tells CBS News that in the last six weeks, U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria have been attacked at least 73 times by drones, rockets, and close-range ballistic missiles. Nora? Ed O'Keefe with that new information from the White House. Thank you. Turning now to a disturbing act of violence in Vermont that's now being investigated as a possible hate crime. A 48-year-old Burlington man pleaded not guilty today in the shooting of three college students of Palestinian descent over the weekend. CBS Zero Burnett reports that when law enforcement arrived at the suspect's door, he said, I've been waiting for you. Are you Jason Eaton? Yes. Shooting suspect Jason Eaton is charged with three counts of attempted second-degree murder. Mr. Eaton enters a not guilty plea to all three counts. Authorities say Saturday night, as the 20-year-olds, all of Palestinian descent, were walking down this street, two wearing kafiyas, traditional Arab scarves, the shooter allegedly stepped out from a porch and fired four rounds, injuring all three. One man sustained a spinal injury. Although we do not yet have evidence to support a hate crime enhancement, I do want to be clear that there is no question this was a hateful act. Family members have identified the college students as Tassin Ahmed, Kanan Abdal Hamid, and Hisham Awatani. Two of the men are American citizens, and the third is a legal resident. Police found a pistol and magazine of bullets during a search of the suspect's apartment, which is across the street from the crime scene. ATF tests have since connected that firearm to the casings that were recovered at the scene of the shooting. 
Rich Price and Roddy Tamimi are uncles of two of the men. Tamimi says he's struggling with the decision to bring his nephew, Kanan, to the U.S. from the West Bank. We figured it'd be good for him to be here. It would be safe. We feel shame and betrayal almost in the sense that we sent him here with the hope for all of that and something so tragic occurred. Now, one of the three young men has been released from the UVM Medical Center, which you see behind me. The other two, CBS News can report, remain together in the ICU. Meantime, if convicted, the suspect faces 20 years to life in prison, Nora, on each of the three counts he faces. Errol Barnett there, thank you. Well, tonight, mourners are paying their respects to former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who died last week at the age of 96. It is the first day of three days of memorials for Mrs. Carter. CBS's Mark Strassman is in Atlanta with new details. And good evening, Mark. I understand there's some new reporting about whether former President Jimmy Carter at age 99 will be there tomorrow. What can you tell us? Good evening, Nora. We're hearing tonight that Mr. Carter will, in fact, attend tomorrow's uh, special service. At least that's the plan. There could be a last-minute change of heart, however. Georgia is staging this three-day farewell to Mrs. Carter, but this is an American moment. And right now, live inside the Carter Center, everyday Americans file past Mrs. Carter's casket, paying their respects to the daughter of Tiny Plains, Georgia, who became First Lady of the United States. Earlier today, her Secret Service agents, past and present, escorted Mrs. Carter's hearse from central Georgia to Atlanta. Her family helped lay wreaths at her Georgia alma mater. Now, tomorrow, that special tribute service to celebrate the life of Mrs. Carter. Among the guests, President Biden, Vice President Harris and their spouses, the Clintons, and former First Ladies Bush, Obama, and Trump. Mrs. Carter was a maverick and a pioneer. As First Lady, she sat in on cabinet meetings, had her husband's ear on policy and politics, and for the rest of her life championed mental health therapy. At the White House, this is her official First Lady portrait, draped in black. She'll be buried Wednesday in Plains after a private funeral. Nora? What a send-off there. Mark, thank you so much. Well, much of the country is in store for a big chill, with more than 200 million Americans set to experience sub-freezing temperatures tomorrow. Cold air from the north will dip down as far south as Atlanta on Tuesday and into Florida Wednesday morning. Every state will have at least one spot below 32 degrees. Along the Great Lakes, lake effect snow is expected, especially from Cleveland to Watertown, New York. Some spots could end up with three feet of snow. All right, if you flew on Sunday, you were part of a record wave of air travelers. The TSA said today that more than 2.9 million people went through security at the nation's airports on Sunday, making it the busiest day of air travel in U.S. history. More than 30 million people were expected to go through TSA screenings during the 12-day period that ends on Tuesday. From holiday travel to holiday shopping, online sales are expected to smash records on this Cyber Monday, with shoppers spending more than $12 billion. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports digital sales also beat expectations on Black Friday. Tonight, the holiday shopping surge means Amazon delivery facilities like this one outside Boston will handle 110,000 packages a day, nearly twice its usual number. Americans already spent record amounts this Thanksgiving weekend, an estimated 37.2 billion of it online, up 5.4% from last year. It's like our Super Bowl. We practice for it for months in advance. Amazon VP Scott Hamilton. 
Within 24 hours, that order being placed, that inventory is here on the floor getting put into vans and not ready to go. The online retail giant is working to increase the number of same or next day deliveries using AI to forecast daily demand for more than 400 million products. The technology helps predict where they'll likely be ordered from, allowing Amazon to stage items nearby and deploying mapping technology for drivers that identifies the most efficient routes while updating in real time for traffic and weather. Would you be able to move these volumes, handle these huge days without AI? We simply could not. Amazon AI Robotics Chief Technologist Ty Brady. AI will touch just about every piece of our supply chain. Our AI systems allow us to not only forecast the demand better, but allow us to move those goods inside our buildings even quicker. On top of already strong discounts, Cyber Monday shoppers are seeing record markdowns on electronics, toys, TVs, and apparel. Appliances and sporting goods are expected to see deeper discounts in the coming days. To get them out the door faster, Amazon is deploying Sequoia, an AI-driven sorting system that speeds up the processing of incoming goods by 75% and sorting for delivery by 25%. Now, within 11 minutes of clicking buy on a same-day order, facilities like this one are already working on delivering it. That's an hour faster than most Amazon facilities and something the company says wouldn't be possible without AI. It allows this facility to push out more than 55,000 same-day packages every day and deliver them all across the Phoenix area, Nora. Fascinating. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Amazon isn't alone in using AI. Doctors are now using artificial intelligence to detect breast cancer. A new study out today shows that a new tool from researchers at Northwestern School of Medicine is sparing patients from unnecessary treatments. In tonight's Health Watch, CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPoop talks to doctors and patients about how the technology could save lives. Tehillah Harris was only 32 when her mother died of breast cancer. My mom was very concerned about my level of risk. Harris gets screened regularly at Mount Sinai in New York, where AI is used to assist reading mammograms and breast sonograms. The doctor said that they have this new technology with AI, and would I be interested? I'm like, sure, sign me up. I can have an extra set of eyes. Preliminary results from a study found physicians assisted by AI in mammography screening detected 20% more cancers. Why is that important? You might need less chemotherapy when you might not need a mastectomy. Dr. Lori Margulies is the director of breast imaging at Mount Sinai. She demonstrated how AI analyzes mammograms and sorts them into three levels of risk, low, intermediate, and elevated. AI is also used to read breast sonograms. So we take our owl, we put it on the finding, and we're going to analyze it. And it happened in about three seconds. A radiologist also reads the scans. I think AI is here to help us in the same way that 30 years ago a magnifying glass helped us. People look at AI and say, it's as good as me. Why won't their jobs be eliminated? Doctors' jobs won't be eliminated for many reasons. AI is not there to be empathetic. It just gives an opinion. It may not know somebody's family history, and it certainly can't provide that hug. You know, you want someone to come in and explain it to you, and if needed, hold your hand. A combination of care, AI with a human touch. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York.
That's some promising technology. Now this story, passengers aboard a Southwest Airlines jet scramble for safety after a man opens the emergency exit and jumps off the plane. Got the details next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. On America's busiest travel day ever, a Southwest Airlines flight was delayed in New Orleans for several hours on Sunday after a man got off the plane through the emergency exit while it was parked at the terminal. Video posted online shows passengers exiting the plane and the man being arrested on the tarmac. The good news, no one was hurt. Why Honda is recalling hundreds of thousands of cars, that's next. Now this consumer alert, Honda is recalling more than 300,000 cars because of a defect in some front seat belts. The models being recalled include 2023 and 2024 Accords and HRVs. Honda says the recalled vehicles are missing a rivet that makes the seat belt tighten properly. Luckily, no injuries or deaths are being blamed on the problem. They're the best in show at keeping America safe. The TSA picks its top canines for its annual calendar. That's next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, we've got the perfect story for the end of a rough holiday weekend. The TSA announced its 2024 canine calendar with the cutest pooches who keep the skies safe thanks to their incredible nose for explosives. This year's top dog is Dina, a three-year-old German short-haired pointer who works at Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. Just 15 of the more than 1,000 canines working across the nation were selected for this year's honor. And you can print your own calendar at TSA. TSA.gov. I'd say that's picture perfect. That's night CBS Evening News. Good night.
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.